Section 13 of Happy Days. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anastasia Saloha. Happy Days by A. A. Mune. The Portuguese Cigar. Everything promised well for my weekend with Charles. The weather was warm and sunny, I was bringing my golf clubs down with me, and I had just discovered, and meant to put into practice, an entirely new stance which made it impossible to miss the object bow. It was this that I was explaining to Charles and his wife at dinner on Friday, when the interruption occurred. By the way, said Charles as I took out a cigarette, i've got a cigar for you don't smoke that thing you haven't let him go in for cigars i said reproachfully to mrs charles i can be very firm about other people's extravagances this one i picked up in portugal explained charles you can get them absurdly cheap out there let's see dear where did i put it i saw it on your dressing table last week said his wife getting up to leave us he followed her out and went in search of it, while I waited with an interest which I made no effort to conceal. I have never heard before of a man going all the way to Portugal to buy one cigar for a friend. Here it is, said Charles, coming in again. He put down in front of me an ashtray, the matches, and, uh, um, and, uh, well, a cigar. I examined it slowly half of it looked very tired well said charles what do you think of it when you say you um, picked it up in portugal i began carefully i suppose you don't mean i stopped and tried to bite the end off have a knife said charles I had another bite, and then I decided to be frank. Why did you pick it up? I asked. The fact was, said Charles, I found myself one day in Lisbon without my pipe, and so I bought that thing. I never smoke them in the ordinary way. Did you smoke this? I asked. It was obvious that something had happened to it no you see i found some cigarettes at the last moment and so knowing that you liked cigars i thought i'd bring it home for you it's very nice of you charles of course i can see that it has travelled well we must do what we can with it i took the knife and started chipping away at the mahogany end the other end the brown paper end which had come ungummed I intended to resolve for the match. When everything was ready, I applied a light, leaned back in my chair, and pulled. That's all right, isn't it? said Charles. You'd be surprised if I told you what I paid for it. No, no, you mustn't think that, I protested. Probably things are dearer in Portugal. I put it down by my plate for a moment's rest. All I've got against it at present is that its pores don't act as freely as they should. 
I've got a cigar cutter some way. No, don't bother. I think I can do it with the nutcrackers. There is no doubt it was a good cigar once, but it hasn't wintered well. I squeezed it as hard as I could, lit it again, pressed my feet against the table, and pulled. Now it's going, said Charles. I am afraid it keeps very reticent at my end. The flowing through is poor. Is your end alight still? Burning beautifully. It's a pity that I should be missing all that. How would it be if we were to make a knitting needle red hot and bore a tunnel from this end? We might establish a draft that way. Only there is always the danger, of course, of coming out at the side. I took the cigar up and put it to my ear. I can't hear anything wrong, said I. I expect what it really wants is massage. Charles filled up his pipe again and got up. Let's go for a stroll, he said. It's a beautiful night. Bring your cigar with you. It may prefer the open air, I said. There is always that. You know, we mustn't lose sight of the fact that the Portuguese climate is different from ours. The thing's pores may have acted more readily in the south. On the other hand, the unfastened end may have been more adhesive. I gather that though you have never actually met anybody who has smoked a cigar like this, yet you understand that the experiment is a practicable one. As far as I know, this had no brothers. No, no, Charles, I'm going on with it, but I should like to know all that you can tell me of its parentage. It had a Portuguese father and an American mother, I should say, and there has been a good deal of trouble in the family. One moment. And as we went outside, I stopped and cracked it in the door. It was an inspiration. At the very next application of the match, I found that I had established a connection with the lightened end. Not a long and steady connection, but one that came in gusts. After two gusts, I decided that it was perhaps safer to blow from my end, and for a little while we had in this way as much smoke around us as the most fastidious cigar smoker could want. Then I accidentally dropped it. Something in the middle of it shifted, I suppose and for the rest of my stay behind it only one end was at work well said charles when we were back in the smoking room and i was giving the cigar a short breather it's not a bad one is it i have enjoyed it i said truthfully for i like trying to get the mastery over a thing that defies me you'll never guess what it cost he chuckled tell me i said i daren't guess well in english money it works out at exactly three farthings i looked at him for a long time and then shook my head sadly charles old friend i said you've been done end of the portuguese cigar